start that recording right now. We do that so that we can make the audio recording available to folks who were not able to join us but want to be able to listen in. Um, and we've also been posting the video recording of the children's time um, of the, you know, when Amy reads a book so that kids can watch that through the week or um, any time that they would like. Um, our tech host today is Morlin Elias, and he will be in touch with him if you have any tech issues. He will do his best to troubleshoot as needed. And we will ask that you stay muted throughout worship, but um, we do invite your prayers as part of worship, and those can be typed into the chat box. Today in our All Saints worship, we'll also have a time to name some of the saints that we're remembering, and we'll invite you to also type those into the chat box, and we will name them aloud. And then in our fellowship time following worship, uh, everybody will have a chance to unmute and to be able to share with one another to talk a little bit then. I'd like to invite you to introduce yourself if you're new um, to Seattle Mennonite Church or visiting us for some reason this morning. You can do so by writing in the chat box again and let us know who you are. We'd like to know who's worshiping with us. And um, then with no further ado, welcome church. Uh, to Seattle Mennonite Church, to our Zoom worship this week. It's so good to see all of you this morning. This week, we have a full and rich service that we're really excited about. First of all, it is All Saints Sunday, and it's really wonderful when All Saints Day actually falls on a Sunday, as it does this year. And we will, as I mentioned, have an opportunity to name and honor some of the saints whom we carry in our hearts and in our minds, um, in our memories, um, who have died in the past year or past years who we carry still. And also we have the incredible gift and honor this morning of a baptism. Sandy Altenberg has chosen baptism and um, we get to celebrate that with her in the community, our whole community that she is claiming this day together. We are gathered on the land of the first peoples. And here in Seattle, that means we're gathered on the land of the Duwamish people, a people who were here before state and country, a people who are still alive and active in this city, making their own demands for justice and equity for their people. Pastor Amy has posted into the chat box a link to Real Rent, which is a really unique opportunity in this, our home community and on these lands to pay rent to the Duwamish people who have stewarded these lands for so many generations um, before any of our white settler forebears arrived on these lands. As we begin our worship, we begin in song and Lauren will lead us in He Came Down. Let's sing together. Do we have the words coming up? <laughs> he came down. Yes, sorry. I, I was, there's somebody who's unmuted and I was looking to see what was going on. Sorry about that. Here we go. Here we go. I think people probably know it anyway. <laughs> he came down that we may have love. He came down that we may have love. He came down that we may have love. Hallelujah. Forever. Why did he come? He came He came down that we may have peace. He came down that we may have peace. Hallelujah forever. Why did he come? He came down that we may have joy. He came down that we may have joy. He came Hallelujah forevermore. 
Whatever the coming months may bring, we know that the Holy Spirit will still be weaving us together as a community. We want to claim this time of physical distance as not simply something to endure, but an experience that we can share together. May it be so. And now I invite you to join me in the call to worship. And Pastor Amy will be posting that in the chat box, and then we'll be speaking aloud the all part. God be with you all. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to our God. Let us give thanks to God, our creator, redeemer, sustainer. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Amen. Indeed, it is right. Today, in remembrance of All Saints Sunday, each of you will have the opportunity to share the names of those who have died in the last year, family members, dear friends, loved ones, significant persons who have impacted you in some way, those who are known to us or unknown to us by name who have died on the streets in the executioner's chamber of our penal system, at the hand of our military or some violent militia in some other bereaved corner of the world. Each of them, each one, a saint. Not because they were blameless in thought, word, or deed, but because each is beloved by God. And of course, this year, we also very specifically remember those who have died of COVID-19 in this unprecedented year of global pandemic. And if you would like to honor someone, some person, or some group um, in particular, I invite you to write their names in the chat box, and I will very soon speak them aloud as we honor each person we have lost and the impact of their lives on those of us who remain. You may also, of course, always choose to remember your saints silently in your hearts. Um, and I invite you to share those names if you would like them to be spoken aloud in the chat box anytime now. We begin as you are starting to call the communion of saints around us via the chat box. We begin by remembering Hugh Delante, father of Jennifer and covenanted member of our congregation. In fact, he's the only Seattle Mennonite church covenanted member whom we lost this year, and we remember his life with gratitude. I am going to share just a few photos to honor uh, Hugh, and then we'll invite Jennifer to offer a brief memorial. This first image is dad, Jennifer says it's dad and her, at the Multnomah Falls in the Columbia River Gorge, which we know was a beloved place for him and for them. And here, this is their Christmas night tradition singing We Three Kings. And Hugh and his two brothers, Ed and John, soloed each of the king's verses. And Hugh always went first because he was the eldest his brothers passed away in 1994 and 2009, and others like Greg and Malcolm, who we see here on the left, and Ian, who is Jennifer's cousin's son there in the middle, took their places to solo the second and third kings year after year. But Hugh always soloed the first king. Jennifer says, this year we will be silent for that verse in his honor. Only the musical instruments will play. And next year, someone will take his place. And here <laughs> is Hugh studying a Northern Pacific Railroad map on the floor of the Aberdeen train station sometime around 1940. Those of you who knew Hugh at all knew that he was a lover of trains and that love clearly started very young. And finally, this is how we perhaps best remember him <laughs> with his big laugh and smile. Jennifer says he's eating his favorite Marionberry pie and ice cream at a great little pie shop on Finney Ridge. 
And Jennifer, I invite you now, you may unmute yourself and share with us a, a memorial for your dad. Thank you, Megan, and thank you, friends. I am so pleased that my brother and sister, Jim and Patrice, are also here with us this morning to share in this tribute to dad. Hugh Delancey was born in 1931 and raised in Aberdeen, Washington during the Great Depression and World War II. His family attended the Congregational UCC Church in Aberdeen, where a Mennonite pastor by the name of Paul Shelley served them and during the 1940s. Paul Shelley was, was very fondly remembered by both my father and, and my grandmother. Dad served for four years in the Air Force in a meteorological capacity and graduated from the University of Oregon in 1962 with a geology degree. He served as a federal civil servant um, with the Bureau of Land Management and the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers as a technical writer in Salem and Portland, Oregon. Dad retired from his, his career in 1989 and enjoyed attending 12-step meetings in the Vancouver United Church of Christ in Vancouver, Washington. He was very devoted to his four children, nine grandchildren and three great-grandchildren. And dad is the reason that I have often said you can survive a tough childhood if you have one sane parent. Dad's passions were railroading, hiking and backpacking, climbing mountains, classical music and opera, caring for the environment and being an informed citizen. Uh, in 2007, he will, willingly had open heart surgery to give him an extended lease on life. And when I was in Portland for that surgery, I was terrified that he would not survive it. And as I prayed and petitioned and begged God to please have him survive it because I wasn't ready to give him up. Uh, God blessed me with the realization that I wasn't the only person in the universe that loved him. And, um, and from that came a poem because I realized that his parents, his grandparents, his brother that had predeceased him, a niece and a baby sister who died of crib death were there on the other side. And so this poem, um, this short poem came out uh, from, from that realization. And I said, oh God, I understand you love him too. I understand he belongs to you. Elmer and Annie, Lillian and Hugh, Gertrude and William, you love him too. You raised him for, his, uh, for us. And John and Wendy await too. Now I understand he also belongs to you. I know you will welcome him to the place of no pain in the realm of rejoicing, God's magnificence made plain. So I understand God, I truly do. You gave him to us, but he also belongs to you. Now I didn't know then that dad was going to get to spend the last three and a half years of his life in my home with my family and me amongst us. And I am so grateful that he had that, that, that I had that, that I got to have him in that manner at the end of his life. And I'm grateful also for the spiritual home and sustenance that Seattle Mennonite Church gave him. Thank you, thank you for that. Dad died peacefully here in Seattle on July 29th with with us around him and with many, many of your prayers booing him onward. So I want to thank you. Thank you for this time of being able to remember him and thank you for letting me share about one of the great loves of my life. Thank you, Jennifer. What a gift it was to have him in our church community these last years. And now remembering some of the saints whom we as a community carry in our hearts into this space of All Saints worship. J.R. and Dean Nofziger, Don Chelgren, Albert, Sam Chuck, Janet remembering her father, Rudolph Taves, Beth remembering her mother, Aline Miller, Tony Castillo, Albert Meyer, Rebecca remembering her mother, Rosemary Krupp Allen, remembering Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Cosmas Magaya, Zimbabwean musician and community leader, Gabriella, 
on Elena's cousin in Mexico. Anne Neufeld Rupp. Lee remembering her mother, Phyllis May Bear Zimmerman. Joanne remembering her father, Merlin Sprunger. Tom O'Leary, Marcia O'Leary, and Annabelle Lurch. Aguinado, beloved Honduran friend of the Dalines. George Kowatz, Mary Dodson, Cynthia Park, and Jim Becker. Amy's remembering her father, Harlan Balzer. Sandra Richardson, Linda Powell. Calvin remembering his dad, Walt. Thelma remembering Bob, Bob Kaufman, whose memorial service was November 1st, three years ago. Mary Agnes Conlin Hagstrom. Susan Philippe, Gray's mother, who died in 2015. Aunt Dort Scheffel and beloved friend Jimmy Clark. Julie remembering her dad, Jake Van Pelt. Heidi's cousins, Brendan Unger and Sean Ferguson. GLA friends, Paul, Lee, and Bill. Brenda remembering Uncle Leroy. Zach remembering his grandpa, Bob. Eddie Norman, partner of Nikki Grantham. Eddie Norman, perhaps a partner in Nikki Grantham and remembering our own Bob Gerwig, indeed. If you didn't have a time to share a name, you are welcome to share a name at any time and we'll include those in our prayers of the people later in the service. But for now, I invite you to join me in a prayer honoring these saints, the ones named and the ones that we hold silently in our heart. For all the saints who went before us, who have spoken to our hearts and touched us with your fire. We praise you, O oh God. For all the saints who live beside us, whose weaknesses and strengths are woven with our own, we praise you, O oh God. For all the saints who live beyond us, who challenge us to change the world with them, we praise you, O oh God. And in gratitude, all God's people together say, amen. We light a peace candle each week to acknowledge that we both witness to and participate in God's vision of a just peace for all creation. Today, we specifically remember all who are mourning the loss of a beloved saint. And together we pray. We long for a just peace. We pray for a just peace. We choose to live for a just peace. Peace of Christ be with you all and also with you. During Pastor Megan's prayer for um, giving thanks for saints, people who we have loved and lost, one of the lines she said was, um, for all the saints who live beyond us, who challenge us to change the world with them, we praise you, oh God. This book um, reminded me of the ways that we're challenged by people in the world um, who, who may not be famous or um, celebrities, but whom challenge us to be good, do goodness in the world and to follow um, the way of God's love, even though um, we're just one person, even though they are just one person called I Am One, a book of action. How do I make a difference? It seems like a tall order for one so small. 
But beautiful things start with just one. One seed to start a garden. One stroke to start a masterpiece. One note to start a melody. One step to start a journey. One brick to start breaking down walls. And I can speak one gentle word to start a conversation. I can use my one soft voice to start a friendship. I can perform one act of kindness to start a connection. I can share one tender hug to start caring. I can light one candle to start leading the way. I'm noticing that when I hear about all of those things, even though each of them is just one thing, my heart feels very warm inside. It may just be one thing, but it feels like it feels big inside me. I can make one drop in the water to start ripples that become swells and then waves traveling over oceans across borders and boundaries, landing on distant shores to start a chain reaction, inspire a movement, make a change. I am one and I can take action. We are each one and we can take action. One by one, we can make a difference. This picture makes me wonder, I wonder what each one of those bricks will join together to make. Because one is all it takes to start something beautiful. Each one of those people is just one. Each one of these stones is just one, but put together, it starts something beautiful. Thank you.
In anticipation of her baptism this morning, I invited Sandy Altenberg to read our scripture this morning from First Kings. She will be joined by her fiance, Bob Powell. Okay, Sandy and Bob, we can hear you. Okay. So I think you are unmuted. Thank you. Now Elijah, the Tishbite of Tishba and Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, before whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain in these years except by my word. The word of God came to him, saying, Go from here and turn eastwards, and hide yourself by the wadi Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. You shall drink from the wadi, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So Elijah went and did according to the word of God. He went and lived by the wadi Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the wadi. But after a while, the wadi dried up because there was no rain in the land. Then the word of God came to Elijah saying, now go to Zarephath, and, which belongs to Sidon, and live there. For I have commanded a widow there to feed you. So Elijah set out and went to Zarephath. When he came to the gate of the town, the widow was there gathering sticks. Elijah called to her and said, Bring me a little water in a vessel, so that I may drink. As she was going to bring it, Elijah called to her again and said, Bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. But the widow said, As the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of meal in a jar, and a little oil in a jug. I am now gathering a couple sticks, so that I may go home and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, do not be afraid, go and do as you have said, but first make me a little cake of it and bring it to me. And afterwards make something for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, the jar of meal will not be emptied and the jug of oil will not fail until the day, that, until the day that the Lord sends rain on the earth. She went and did as Elijah said, so that she as well as he and her household ate for many days. The jar of meal was never empty, neither did the jug of oil fell, fail, according to the word of the Lord spoke by Elijah. For, for the, the word, word of God, God in scripture, for the, the word of God, God among us, us for, for the, the word of God within us, us Thanks be to God. We've said many times before, I think that uh, with the narrative lectionary, we don't get to choose the scriptures, nor do we decide when they appear. And sometimes our scriptures seem wildly inappropriate for whatever the thing is that we are celebrating on the Sunday. Uh, today seems like one of those days to me to celebrate a baptism on a day when the scripture text is rooted in drought. And in fact, the complete lack of water when God has withheld a pouring out of water. God's anger at King Ahab, who was the worshiper of foreign gods. In fact, the worshiper of Baal, the god of thunder and uh, fertility, God is angry and so withholds water. So we begin our story in drought and in famine. Um, we begin with an international calamity of epic proportions. Death is ever present. Anxiety and fear are the norm in the land. Uh, and that actually sounds very familiar. That sounds all too real of an experience. 
So we don't choose our texts, but that text, the realness of that really hits close to home. And in the midst of that drought, in the midst of that famine, we meet a woman at Zarephath. She seems to be the head of her household. So she might once have been wealthy and self-sufficient. But at the point when we meet her, this woman has lost all hope. And she's very matter of fact about it. She says, I am going to make a meal for myself and for my child. And then we are going to die. This is a woman. This is a mother who is at the end of her rope. She's living in a drought. She's responsible for her whole household. She's caring for her child. She's fearful. She is ready to die. And Elijah, the prophet, has the gall to come along and make another demand of her. Two demands, in fact. First, he says to her, give me some water. Okay, fine. Then, second, go and make me some bread. Go make me some cake. Now, the mom and me um, wants to say, how do you ask politely for something from someone you don't know? Um, and the woman, I sort of hear, maybe this is just me projecting, but I hear the, I hear the exasperation in her voice when she is, says, I, like, for God's sake, I literally only have enough for myself and my child, and then we are going to starve to death. Are you serious? And now I am a person of relatively stable mental health, and I have pretty good resources, and I have pretty decent self-care routines. But even I have had days during this famine of COVID when I am at the point of collapse. And I know that there are those among us in our community who truly struggle with mental illness and who truly feel defeated. And for y'all, I, I pray that you find the resources that you have. So that's not me. I'm in a relatively stable place, but there are days in this time when I really feel like I have so little left in me to give that all I'm experiencing is the string of demands. Some of you may identify with this. Meetings and newsletters to write, sermons, of course, but also a kindergartner to supervise and homework to help with and meals to provide and care to offer. And the string of mom, can you look at this? And mom, can you help me with this? And mom, can I help you? Can, can I have, and all of that just adds up and adds up and adds up to exhaustion. If Elijah had come along to me at a time when I'm already at the last of my physical and emotional resources and said to me, as he did to this woman, do not fear, just make me a cake. I think I would have started laughing like a crazy person. What a thing to ask. On this All Saints Day, I truly believe that this woman was a saint because she does not start laughing at Elijah. Instead, she believes him. A stranger and a foreigner to her, she believes him when he says, when you help me, God will provide for all of us. For all of us for this day, and then tomorrow for tomorrow, and then the next day for the next day, and each day God will give us enough. She believes him. She believes him when he says, God will provide for us until this drought comes to an end. She offers hospitality out of the very last of her supplies. Though I might have a hard time hearing the words, do not fear. There actually is something, there's just something about, something comforting about the idea that just having enough to make it to the end of this day, I just have to make it to the end of this day. I just have to make it to bedtime. And then tomorrow, I just have to make it to the end of the day. And then the next day to the end of that day. In fact, I've heard from several of folks in our community who say, when I ask, how are you doing? Well, one day at a time. We're just making it one day at a time. That's kind of how we're doing it. And Elijah and the widow, they make it one day at a time. They even create a little 
famine bubble, a little community of Elijah and the widow and her household. And together each day, God gives them enough for that day. And part of what helps me make it to the end of each day, today, and the next day, and the next day, and the next, is this community that we have. It's the corn maze with youth and their families. It's talking to children in Sunday school. It's dropping by with meals for families. It's a baptism in the middle of COVID. Hope for today, grabbing hope and new life and celebration. Now, none of this fills me up. It always leaves me wanting more. Listening to Joanne play the piano just makes me long for the day when we'll all be together and singing. It's not enough. It doesn't fill me up, but it gets me to the end of this day. It gives me hope for when we will be together again. And I know it doesn't fill all of you all up tomorrow too, but I do pray that you will find the resources that you need for this day and the next. Folks, I have had some really good days this week and I have had tears this week and many weeks are like that. That's sort of the way the days go now. This, This time, especially when our hopes and anxieties, both of those things are heightened I truly pray that each day that you will find the meal that you need to live to the end of this day, that you will reach out to people and to folks in your community and that they will reach out to you when you need that. May your flour jar and jug of oil have enough, just enough to make it to the end of this famine that we are all in together. May it be so. Amen. I think we're going to get the words posted and I was, I'm supposed to delay. So they have time to walk out for the baptism to the courtyard. There's the church now. Uh, Do we have the words coming up on the screen? We're going to sing water has held us the baptism song uh, from the sing the journey. Yeah. Water has God has 
discipleship community in our Zoom gatherings. We enjoyed lively conversation, we heard scripture, we shared from our lives, and we imagined together what it means to follow in the way of Jesus. And Sandy has chosen to be baptized at this time. What a joy it is to stand alongside you this day, Sandy as you say yes to walking in the way of Jesus with this congregation. Church, baptism is possible when a person after prayer and study and preparation gathers with their community of faith in the presence of God and publicly declares their commitment to Christ and to their community of faith. Today, we witness Sandy entering into public covenant with God and with the church. And more than that, we fully and intentionally join together with her as companions on this journey of faith, as we walk in the way of Christ. She's getting out. Nice, okay. Like they've got a whole plan. Then she's gonna go stand in the back. Stand in front of her mask so we can hear. Rebecca, I wonder if you can mute yourself, please. Okay. Hi. I freely choose to be baptized because I'm ready to make a commitment to the following of the way of Jesus in the ministry of peace and justice. I choose SMC because it is very open and welcoming community. I so enjoy the amazing congregation of the caring people, and I especially admire the strong women of this church. Growing up, I was not part of a faith community. I grew up in the beauty of nature, sailing most Sundays with my family, um, particularly my dad. Through this experience, I discovered a great appreciation of God's work in nature and its extraordinary powers. As an adult, time to time, I went to different churches. Walking my dog in my neighborhood, I'd run into a priest from a local Catholic church, walking his dog. He asked if I could attend a service at his church sometime, and I did. I went one Sunday. When people were invited to take communion, I went forward uh, as I was um, hungry, and the crackers looked good. <laughs> um, I thought it was a, just a time for sharing and that any, anybody, anyone can participate. The nice thing about it was that I was welcome. I look back now and I appreciate their kindness. They showed me that day. I will never forget. I've always tried living my life caring for others. As, as a 10-year-old girl, I was asked by my parents to watch over my great aunt Bessie every day after school and on the weekends. When my sisters had children, I always tried to be there to help in any way I could, for appointments, surgeries, you name it. And when my parents reached the point of need, I was there to take care of them and see them to their ends. In those moments, I didn't have time to think, but I guess I came to realize later that taking care of others is just another way of following Jesus. And I understand that now. And thank you very, very much. 
I'd like to invite Bob then, who stands alongside Sandy, to offer some words of blessing. Well, Sandy, <laughs> it's been about two years since we've met and mm -hmm. uh, been going out. And um, I have to say that's, um, you know, sometimes it's been hard for me. It's been a time of transition. And uh, now looking forward to a new life with you. I say that, um, you know, just as you've helped others, you've really been a blessing to me over the past. And I appreciate that so much. I think it's so beautiful that you're willing to make a commitment and be baptized today. <laughs> and so I just pray for you for blessing on you. May God bless you and keep you and make her face on you. And may God, who gives new life to us all, well in our hearts, bless us. Sandy, do you come to this baptism in freedom and in joy? I do. Do you desire to walk in the way and spirit of Jesus Christ? I do with the love of God. Do you renounce the powers of this world and its empires and turn to Christ as teacher and guide? Do you put your trust in Christ? love, and promise more allegiance to Christ alone. I do Are you ready to affirm your covenant with this congregation and to bring your whole self into this community of faith? And are you willing to freely share the gifts God has given you? Sandy Oltenberg, I baptize you in the name of God, your creator. Christ Jesus, your redeemer. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit, your sustainer. <laughs> Sandy, God, who has begun a good work in you, who calls you is faithful and will complete the good work that has begun in you. In the name of Christ in the church, family, I invite you, Bob, to offer her, extend her the hand of fellowship, bid you to rise and to walk in newness of life. Welcome as a fellow disciple of Jesus in the community of Seattle Mennonite Church and wherever you go from this. Okay, first we, we actually do, oh, I'm up here, I guess. We have you up on the computer screen so Sandy can see your little faces. <laughs> Melanie is posting right now some words of response. We're gonna do a call and response. So I'll say the line, invite you to repeat it. And also, if you would like, you can hold up hands of blessing as we receive Sandy as a community and she will see your hands. Sandy, do you wanna come forward so you can see the hands? And then I'll speak the words. We witness God's breath alive in you. We witness God's breath alive in you. And we receive you as Christ receives us. And we receive you as Christ receives us. Amen. And thanks be to God. to someone upon their baptism. And today, instead of a gift, we offer you the promise of a gift. We would like to give you with a copy of our new Mennonite hymnal, which is just now being published. So it will be available soon. And as soon as it is, we will offer that gift as a marking of the day. Welcome to the Jesus following community of Seattle Mennonite. Let us continue church in worship and in prayer. Thank <laughs> you.
Amen, amen, amen. What a beautiful opportunity to be community together and, and witness God's movement in the life of Sandy. Thanks be to God. Ah, just noticing how our hearts are filled. Just invite you to notice that breath moving through your body and through your heart. And let that breath communicate with your mind to bring ease, to notice beauty, to notice safety, to notice grace. So we may have a moment of moving away from being on the high alert and constantly vigilant. Let us experience freedom from the exhaustion and exacerbation of this time. We'll just want you to note that there will be a refrain as part of our prayers today and continue to notice the chat box. Uh, if you want to add any prayers, you can write that in the chat box or continue to name any saints that are coming to mind. Listening God, you hear our prayers before we speak, yet welcome our praying. Therefore, we come with confidence to lay our requests before you. We pray for Christians everywhere, for our denomination and congregation, for strength to persevere in faithfulness. We pray for the whole people of God. And together we say, God of grace, hear our prayer. We pray for the nations of the world, for all leaders, and for those who make decisions. We pray for the well-being of our global community. Together, God of grace, hear our prayer. We pray for the earth and all living creatures, for regions and species at risk, and for the sharing of resources. We pray for the wholeness of creation. Together, God of grace, hear our prayer. We pray for those who are overcome by violence, for victims of injustice or oppression, and for those in poverty or pain. We pray for all who need healing and peace. Together, God of grace, hear our prayer. We pray for those who endure trials, for those who are dying, and for those who mourn saints who have passed on. We pray for all in need of comfort and hope. Together, God of grace, hear our prayer. We pray for protection of people around the world. Hear our prayers, O oh God, as we, your people, are gathered in your name. We pray for the survivors of the earthquake in Turkey as they continue to search for loved ones. We pray that the fires will stop in California and that people will be protected from the fire. In this time of surge of the virus, God, protect us. We hear the violent of the violent attacks in France. We ask for your peace. In the repeated murder of black lives by police this last week in Vancouver, Washington, for the family and friends of Kevin E. Peterson, Jr. We grieve together. With Christian peacemaker teams, we pray for 
Palestinian landowners and farmers. It is all of harvest season in Palestine. But this year, farmers around Hebron face extra challenges due to the roadblocks put up by the Israeli government, many farmers will not have access to their land and report any violations. May there be peace in the olive groves. Today, we give thanks for Sandy and for her decision to receive baptism. May we embrace her fully in our community of Jesus followers and may we be open to receive her gifts and her witness among us. Thanks be to you, O oh God. We pray for our host country, the United States this week, as we experience our national election. May we remember that our first and primary allegiance is to you. You are the God of the marginalized. As we vote, May we always remember our neighbors, the poor, the downtrodden, the widow, the orphan, and the refugee in our midst. May we remember justice, righteousness, mercy, and grace. We pray for the Oak Shelter for people in North King County who are home houseless. We continue to pray that barriers being thrown up by neighbors will turn to bridges. We give thanks for the city of Shoreline and its support and for the perseverance of Lake City partners and other shelter staff. We give thanks too for the Northeast Seattle churches who are providing shelter now. Be with them and with us as we do our best to offer safety and shelter to those who need it during this pandemic. We also uh, are so grateful for St. Dunstan's uh, to be open in the case of severe weather and the city of Shoreline is sponsoring that. Together, God of grace, hear our prayer. And we turn now to the chat box. Hmm. With thankfulness, we pray together with Annalena for a clean report for Mark at the six month point, a point of post treatment. We had a scare, but all is clear. Together we pray with the Darlene's for Christy, who has been having acute back pain this week, making it hard to care for Jedediah. We pray together with Jennifer for Elis Marcellus, the jazz educator and patriarch of six black men transforming the world through music. And with Joanne for the Swiss village where her mother is resident of nursing care. They have kept COVID out of the facility until the last two weeks and now 35 staff and 30 residents are positive. Her mother is now in the COVID wing, but is doing okay. They are very short staffed and so many out ill. Prayer for all our long-term care facilities. Together with Isaac and Gray, for their friend, Sharon, who has recovered from COVID-19, but found out that her father has passed away from it. We also pray with Caitlin for their friend, Josiah, pastor of Shelton Nazarene Church, whose mother passed away suddenly this last week at far too young an age. Hmm. And together we say, God of grace, hear our prayer. May we all have enough and all that we need today and always. We hold out hope, O oh God, to make it all together. 
You have heard the prayers of your people, O God. We rest in the comfort of your care as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We are grateful for all the gifts that each of you offer to our congregation, your gifts of money, your gifts of time and expertise and companionship and hospitality and so many other gifts, leadership. And we're grateful for the means to be able to collect our monetary offerings digitally. Uh, this week, I want to specifically name because we gave the promise of a gift to Sandy upon her baptism of the new hymnal. One of the things that we are grateful for is to be able to have the financial means to indeed, um, uh, without hesitation, to support the, the hymnal team that's been working so hard in the last year or two, putting the new hymnal together, and to be able to buy those new hymnals, a whole stash of them for us to use when we are one day together again in this space. I'd like invite, to invite Lauren to lead us in our closing song, Just a Closer Walk. And I, when I think of this as an All Saints Day, I think of the Preservation Hall Jazz Band edition where they take it very dirge-like at the beginning and gradually ramp it up through the song. And I would, it's not Preservation Hall, but there's a really, really good version on YouTube of um, Wynton Marcellus band, along with Eric Clapton and Taj Mahal. And I cannot even begin to do it justice, but it's really worth looking up. Um, they start with a dirge. They go into an amazing drum solo that transitions to a really upbeat New Orleans jazz ending. So I would encourage you to listen to that, but we'll, we'll try it anyway. We're going to sing uh, the refrain at the beginning and end, but not in between all the verse. And we're just a closer walk with thee. Granted, Jesus is my belief. close to thee, let it be, dear Lord, let it be, I am weak, but thou art strong, Jesus, keep me from all Is my plea. 
thanks be to God for that gift of music and the extra bonus gift of being able to see a number of you playing along from your own homes, including Boaz. What a gift. Well, friends, may Jesus indeed walk with you into this week. And may you find that God provides you just enough for this day and tomorrow just enough for tomorrow and each day after that just enough for each day. <sighs> may it be so. Thanks be to God and amen.